Thanks, stranger, for the advice. But we ain't taking it. Now get along and mind your own business. And don't try no tricks. I'm going. Here, Silver. Ah. You were hiding your horse around the bend, huh? I wasn't hiding him, Matt. Yep. Good day. The hearty cry of Hi-Yo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of the Lone Ranger. Although his name is not to be found in the written pages of history, the adventures of the masked rider of the plains have come down to us through the generations. With his great horse, Silver, and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, he fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. No man did more to bring law and order to a lawless frontier. Now return with us once more to those thrilling days when the West was young. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the hills! Donald's waiting there! Hi-yo, Silver! Away! Ike Hanover was well past middle age. His wife had died many years before, and Ike's only relations were a son, Matt, and a nephew, Jim Rockwell. Matt was idle, dissipated, and bad-tempered. And on those occasions when Ike tried to persuade him to mend his ways and pointed out Jim Rockwell as a good example, Matt lost control of his temper completely. As our story opens, we find him arguing with his father. All the time holding Jim up to me like a tin god, I'm sick of it. Hold on there, Matt. I wasn't holding Jim up to you. Just the same thing, ain't it? When you tell me to get out and work the way he's doing. I wouldn't be telling you to. If you'd get something worthwhile to do your own self. I suppose he's doing something worthwhile, wasting his time digging all over the state, hoping to strike it rich somewhere. Well, even if he don't find no claim worth staking, he ain't sitting around all day smoking and gambling, 
and drinking half the night. Pack of gambling I can do with the cash I get. There's lots of cash for you, Matt. All the cash in the world if you'd get out and hustle for it instead of loafing around. I'm satisfied. And any time you want me to get out of this old shack, you just say so. Son, I don't want you to leave me. You know better than that. But you're getting on toward 30 now, and most men your age are... I'll do something. I'll get out where my friends are. I won't clutter up your house no more this evening. Matt. Mind your own business. Matt, don't come home liquored up like you did last night. I'll do what I please. I don't know what I ever done to have my own son treat me like what Matt does. He... Hi! Jim! By the shade of the cactus, I'm sure glad to see you, boy. Come in. <laughs> say, what's the matter with Matt? He wouldn't even say hello. Never mind. Did you just get in town? Just this minute. I come here direct. This is your home, Jim, any time you want it. What are you doing back here so soon? I figured you'd be gone another two or three months anyhow. <laughs> nope. I got news for you. What do you mean, Jim? I found it. You mean gold. I found a claim that's a corker. It's going to be worth thousands. Jim, you don't mean that. You really struck it? Look at this. Just a few samples, but I'll show you what the ore's like. Why, well, say, there's outcropping right on the surface. I'll bet it's the best strike yet. Gosh, Jim. You sure have got some good samples here. Better than any I've ever seen. Have you got the claim registered yet? Nope. Ain't that risky? No, no, Dan. You see, I want to go back there and work it a little bit more, and then... Well, make sure it's just the same under the surface as on the top. Then I'll register it. You're smart, Jim. You sure are. Uh, what's Matt doing these days? Uh, Jim ain't worth the powder to blow him up. He ain't, huh? I don't know what to do with him. He's getting into trouble all the time. Drinking and gambling again? Yep. Sleeps till noon every day and then gets back at the cafe again every evening. It's about time he'd done something. I know it, I know. Have you said anything to him yet? I talk myself hoarse. It don't do no good. I offered to start raising cows for him. I told him I'd start farming for him or stake him to a prospecting outfit. But he tells me to mind my own business. Ah, good old-fashioned licking would do him a powerful lot of good. I wish he'd get it. Say, hold on, I have an idea. What's that? I'll take Matt back with me. I'll let him be a partner in my claim. And when he sees a chance to get a half share in a first-class gold mine just for working it... Oh, Jim. You couldn't do that. Why not? There ain't no call for you to give Matt half your claim. Oh, shucks, Uncle-like. If he gives me a hand, we can work it just that much faster, don't you see? There's more than enough gold there for both of us. Well, I don't know. Besides, the trip will do him good. If he'll go. (laughs) I'll fix that, all right. Just let me tell him how rich he can be in a few months, and he'll jump at the chance to go. It took very little persuading to get Matt to join Jim. And in a short time, the two cousins were back in the deserted part of the country where Jim had found the gold. Unknown to them, their arrival was watched by an Indian. We find him now as he reports to his masked friend. The Lone Ranger is saying, You say they just came, Tonto? Hmm. Them come dig gold. This morning? Not right. Them build shack at bottom hill. That isn't a very good place to put a shack. Look up at the top of the hill there. Oh, heap big rocks. And the shale on that hill doesn't make a very sound support for the rocks. If one of them comes down the hill, it's likely to crash right into that shack they're putting up. That's not all. What do you mean, Tuttle? One fella, him pale. One brown from wind. Yes. 
Hail, fellow. Stay indoors too much. You haven't much use for men like that, have you, Kimasabi? Maybe sometime. Tonto not like this pale fellow, though. Why is that? Him plenty lazy. I see. You think he let the other man do most of the work while he sits around and does nothing? Hmm. Is there gold over where they are? Plenty gold. Tonto no. Many Indian no. White man just find out. Indian leave gold in ground. Too much gold make trouble. I think, Tonto, it'll be a pretty good idea if we stay around here and watch the two men. Ah. In a few days' time, Jim and Matt had their shack built and were ready to start tunneling into the hill. When the last of their equipment had finally been stowed away one evening, Jim puffed contentedly on his pipe while Matt nervously rolled cigarette after cigarette. Ah, this here place is downright comfortable when the oil lamp's burning and you got your pipe going good, ain't it, Matt? It'll do. Oh, what's the matter? <laughs> Can't wait to get your hands on the pick and shovel and get after the fortune that's waiting for us, huh? The sooner the better. You'll have your chance, Matt, first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah. We'll have to clear away the loose shale first, then we can tunnel in. Why can't we just blast? Well, maybe we can save time by using some blasting powder, but we've got to do most of the work by hand. We could stake the claim now. That wouldn't be so smart, Matt. You see, we only claim so much land, and if we stake the claim now, there's no telling whether the vein will run off our land or not when we get down to it. I see. We're going about it in a level-headed way. You see that, don't you, Matt? Mm. Toss me a match. Here. Thanks. Seems to me you're smoking a heap of them cigarettes. What's it to you? Nothing at all. Then shut up about my smoking. Say, I hope you ain't been kidding me about this here claim. Kidding you? That's what I said, ain't it? What do you mean, Matt? If this claim don't prove out a blame good one, it'll be a pile of trouble. You've seen the samples yourself, Matt. I know it. But you might have fixed this up with the old man, you know. Just to get me up here away from my friends. And if you did, I'll... I'll... see here, Matt. You won't do nothing. I've had enough of your ornery cussedness, and I don't think I'm going to stand for much more of it. Oh, yay. I've done three quarters of the work on this shack, and maybe more. Well, it was your idea. We had to have a place to live in, and it was easier to do the work myself than to try and get you to help. Besides, I figured maybe you'd get used to work gradually, but I guess I was wrong. Well, what you aiming to do about it? Just this. From now on, you're going to work right along with me digging that tunnel. You're going to get half of what we find. And if you don't do the work, you won't get that half. All right, all right. Shut up now, will you? One thing more. There's to be no liquor. Get that? You've only seen me take one drink since we come here. Yeah, because you couldn't find no more. And you're not going to find any more, understand? I hear you. If you're through preaching now, I'll turn in. Good night. Daybreak the next day found two shovels breaking into the side of the hill. As the eager men threw the dirt and shale to one side and started to work on the tunnel itself. For the first hour, the work went smoothly. And then Matt said, Gosh, this digging ain't no cinch. You didn't think it would be, did you? There's nothing worthwhile that's a cinch. You ought to know that, Matt. How much do you reckon this claim will be worth to us? No telling. Maybe not so much. Maybe thousands of dollars. Gosh, I'm going to get what cash I can real quick, and then I'm going to town. You know, Jim, this ain't a bad idea. Up to now, I ain't had so much money to spend, thanks to the old man. 
But now I can show the folks in town some real parties. Not if you don't get back to work. I'll get me a big house and let the old man have his dirty shack if he wants it. He don't want that shack, Matt. Oh, I reckon it'll be right fine for Uncle Ike to be able to stop saving pennies. <laughs> Ain't no call for him to change his way of living. No? He don't get none of my claim. What do you mean he don't? I'm working this. Let him find a claim of his own. He's always saying every man should earn his own money. Just like you did, huh? Well, maybe I didn't find this here claim, but it's half mine, ain't it? I'm working it as much as you are. Mm-hmm. You're working as hard at leaning on that shovel as I am at tossing this dirt and shale aside. I'll grant you that. Are you... But I told you it'd be half yours, and I reckon it'll be that. <laughs> Wish I had a drink. You ain't going to, so you might as well forget it. Good morning. What the... What... Why, howdy, stranger. Where'd you come from? Over yonder. You're wearing a mask. You're an outlaw. I'm not an outlaw. I don't care what you say. You're wearing a mask and sporting two guns. And I don't want you near our claim. Now get. Hold on, Matt. Uh, what'd you want, stranger? I wanted to borrow some matches from you. I saw your shack and... We came. ain't got none to spare. Sure we have, Matt. Plenty. Here you are, stranger, and welcome to him. Thanks. You sure you ain't dodging the law, mister? No, I'm not. <laughs> you wouldn't be wearing that mask if you wasn't. Now, see here. You can't come around here and try and jump our claim. Get going before I put a bullet in your hide. Shut up, Matt. This fellow ain't trying to jump no claim. There's lots of room here. You're right, Jim. I don't want any part of your claim. I just thought I'd better warn you that you'll have to be careful of rocks sliding down the hill. You're tunneling in, I see. Yep. We aim to tunnel in away and then file our claim at the government office. Better watch out. This is loose shale. If one of the rocks on the hill above should slide down, it might block your entrance here. Thanks, stranger, for the advice. But we ain't taking it. Now get along and mind your own business. And don't try no tricks. I'm going. Here, Silver. Ah. You were hiding your horse around the bend, huh? I wasn't hiding him, Matt. Yep. Good day. Hi, Silver! I'll get that out. Oh. What'd you knock a gun up for? Because you ain't gonna shoot a man in the back. Whatever he is, don't make no difference. What was the idea, anyway? He's an outlaw. We don't know that. Well, blast it. He'll fetch a whole gang of men here to file claims near us. What if he does? That's his privilege, ain't it? We can't claim this whole territory. But we're the only ones that know about this place. Now the news will spread. Let it. But don't shoot at a man when all he does is ask for matches and warn us about the rocks. Got any more to say? Ah, uh, it's no use talking to you. The next time you try a stunt like that, I'll take a hand at it myself with a six-gun. Now I'll get to this tunnel again and dig. You can't boss me that way, Jim Rockwell. I'll boss you as long as you keep on showing you ain't capable of bossing yourself. But half of this claim is mine. I, I said can... dig. You... You'll regret this, Jim. And... Dig! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. We stop now. No, Toto, let him go ahead. Watch Matt and see what he does. We stopped him now. Perhaps Jim would forgive him. It would happen again some other time when we weren't around. Oh, that's right. He's lighting the fuse now and running. Rock, it's fine. Yes, Jim, happy. I know. It'll take a lot of strength to move the rock away. More than Jim has. The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope, and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.